Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. It's May 5th, 2011. I'm your host, Iggy. I'm Adam, back again like I forgot something. And I'm Colin, I'm back again because I forgot something two weeks ago as well. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, hey, today's Cinco de Mayo, woo! Well, it's Yay. not quite Cinco de Mayo, really. We well, still got a half hour here. Here here in the middle, we got a half hour, but yeah. <laughs> yes. You're spoiling the illusion. Yes. So, well, I got um, plenty, but I've got plenty of my beer in my fridge. That's good, right? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> to celebrate today, we're going to talk about video games, which has nothing to do with Cinco de Mayo, but whatever. Um, uh, I think the most popular topic that uh, Colin brought up was uh, Call of the Dead, which is the newest uh, zombie map for Black Ops. Right. Yes. Um, the interesting thing they're doing this time around is uh, not only uh, it's a zombie map, but it randomly has four... <laughs> Famous, well, three famous people and one person that I just recognized from The Walking Dead. <laughs> and that's, right. <laughs> that's it. Is this the one that's supposed to have Romero in it? Uh, yeah. It's funny. I was watching the um, cinematic videos, which are well animated, by the way, um, for, for the level. And it's like they're shooting a zombie film with Romero as, George Romero as the director. And, of course, <laughs> in the middle of it, a real zombie comes in, and they're like, what? Because they think he's like... Um... It's an actor. It's an extra. <laughs> and then he carries Romero off, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> and then they do the little um, introduction of everybody's character, which is... Um, what's his name? Machete. Danny oh, Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I just keep wanting to call him Machete. But he has a big machete. It's a Bowie knife or something. And um, Sarah Michelle Gellar from Buffy, which is funny because it's vampires, not zombies with her. Well, Francis called them vampires and left her dead. That's true. Francis I, is never wrong. That's probably a, an accidental coincidence, but it's a pretty <laughs> funny coincidence all the same. Um, and also, Mike, Michael Rooker is his name? Yeah. And uh, Robert the guy, yeah, the guy from The Walking Dead that I haven't seen in anything else. He's he was like an asshole, like hick, douchebag character. He's in the movie Henry. What? He's in the movie Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. As Is well. he the 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 lead? Yes. Oh. Yes, hmm. indeed. Are there zombies? No, no <laughs> zombies in that. Just uh, just him as a serial killer. That's when did that movie come out? Uh, oh boy. Uh, 80s, maybe? Oh, okay. So it's been a while <laughs> since he's done anything yeah. that anyone else remembers. Are you sure he wasn't a zombie serial killer? <laughs> he might uh, as well. If so, then it was a or, 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 or are all zombie serial killers? Well, they might this not kill more than question. once. I mean... <laughs> I mean, they eat more than one brain. They're a serial, they're a serial killer. That's true, but, technically yeah. speaking. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't seen him anything else. And I'm, I'm more than a little certain that it's just because of The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, of course. And then, weird, they have, um, what the fuck is his name? Freddy, Friday the 13th. Um, Robert Englund. Yeah, Freddy Robert Mercury. England. 
as as the Freddie sports. Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. That would be kind of interesting. I won't lie. I kind of want to play that just to see what they have to say. Um, but yeah, so I'm sure they brought these guys in to do you know voice recordings and stuff. So I really wish they would have picked Bruce Campbell. I oh my really god, it been, it's so fucking awesome. When the, I mean, instead of Rooker, or, well, I mean, I guess he's a zombie-related dude, that's fine. But, like, mm, I mean, you have to have Sarah Michelle Gellar just because she's the woman character, so she's, like, the unusual one. Right, and, and they're, they've been desperately in need of a, a female character in this. Yeah, well. maybe instead of England, because he's more of, like, a horror, not necessarily, like, a thriller, you know, zombie Let's just put the character of Ash in there. I mean, he's got his boomstick. That's and true. Yeah, just just put the character of Ash in there. He's got his chin and his boomstick. I mean, like have have Bruce Campbell, but have him revert maybe to Ash or something. <laughs> while he's he's like, oh shit, this is. Well, crazy. even in the first Evil Dead, he wasn't really Ash, you know. Right. It was, he was... wasn't until like the second half of the second movie, and you know the uh, the Army of Darkness that he was Ash, like as people think of him. You know, I've never. I hate to admit it. I've never seen the second one, which everybody says is the best one. I think the first one's the best. Really? I mean, they're all good. The second one is good. very solid, though. It's a great movie. Yeah. It is, now, it's, it's, it's more black humor than the first one. Like, the first one, uh, uh, Raimi was going for actual horror. Mm-hmm. But the second one had kind of that comedy kick to it. I, I like all the movies, though. Well, it, isn't the second one basically like a remake of the first one? No. Yeah. It, it, yeah, no. kind of. It, 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 it's in the same place, and they... It, it's just like... it. The second movie starts out right where the first one ended, pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I, since I obviously never have seen it, I'm basing it off of like what other people have told me about it. Because I've seen the first one. That was interesting. And then they kept showing, when I was younger, I don't know why, on like Sci-Fi Channel, they kept showing Army of Darkness over and over. So that's the one I've seen the most of, which looks to be the goofiest one. So. The movie was just out-and-out goofy, but I mean... I mean, that's exactly... That's Raimi's shtick now, I think. You know? Yeah. I mean, even with Spider-Man, he kind of introduces that sort of humor. Right. He's a little wacky offbeat. But regardless, Bruce Campbell's not in it. But that's right. too bad. Did um, you guys notice, though, in the, in the cinematic, that they all do reference the, uh, you know, their characters that they play in their most famous works? Like, uh, yeah. Freddy says this is a real nightmare or something to that effect. And then he, like, stabs a dude. Right, and then uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar says, like, it's time to slay or let's get slain. Yeah, like some silly shtick that Joss Whedon would write. (laughs) Time to get slain, you know. (laughs) Slay you now, slay you later, I don't know. Uh, Um, Yeah, and then uh, Rooker doesn't really say, he just says some like, oh, I guess we're shooting shit. Like, his character didn't really say much. In, yeah, I mean, I, I watched. Uh, I've seen all of The Walking Dead, but I don't. I don't really know if that's something that he maybe said in the show or right. an allusion to that. But yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know. He's he doesn't really stand out to me. But of course, Machete. You know, he's doing his little macho melee style. Now, have you actually played Call of the Dead? Yes, I have. Now, is there a big emphasis on meleeing? Because they keep showing a lot of that in the in the cinematic. No, there's guns? not. Okay. There's not. Yeah. It's a little deceptive. Yeah, and uh, you know what they don't really play up in the in the trailer or the cinematic is uh, George Romero being in it the entire time. Oh, really? He he shows up right away, right when you start playing, and he follows you around 
the entire the entire time you're playing until you kill him. So he's a zombie. He's a zombie, and uh, he's really slow moving until you get close to him or attack him. Then he he has this move with his he's carrying like a big two K light like from a film set, you know. That's funny. And he'll hit you with it, and it'll like it'll uh, it'll stun all the players in the level. Like it'll even if you're somewhere else. Yeah. Oh shit. Whoa. So is he beatable? Like. Yeah, I guess the um. Ah, oh, what is the? I'm gonna mess this up, but it's like the VR11, I believe, is the new. Um, oh, the one that turns. I saw a very short clip of it. It looks like it turns a zombie back into like a person. Right, right, and that's the uh, the level specific gun this time around. And it, apparently, if you pack a punch that, and get George Romero in the water, you can kill him with that. So it turns him back into a person and kills him at the same time. I guess so. I have not. I've not gotten far enough to do that myself, but that's what I've heard. So if you use it on a regular zombie, do they just die once they become like regular again? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, so this might be the first zombie game that actually has an ending. Then, because do you win once you've killed Romero? No, 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 no. So does he just keep coming back somehow, or is that he... it? I think um, he'll go away for some amount of levels and then come back, and then you'd have to do it again. Oh, that's yeah, weird. It's, it's weird. How do they explain? So they don't really explain him coming back. He just kind of comes back. Yeah. Well, first off, he's Romero. Yeah, he's I know. a badass. He's going to rise from the dead whenever the fuck he wants. But, like, if you use that weapon on him, though, and he's not a zombie anymore. Then it kind of takes the badassness of the <laughs> zombie factor away, right? <laughs> he's just a regular old dude. Who's so. a director? I think so, but apparently he comes back. But that's an interesting. Um, it's an interesting way to do it. Like it's definitely different than the previous zombie stuff. And I guess you know, as things have escalated, not to sound stupid, um, with the zombie levels, like they had to find something kind of fresh and new, well, relatively speaking, um, right. for for another map. So it, it, it's interesting. I'm sure it cost them a boatload of money for those voices, though. Cause <laughs> yeah, and, and they did the, you know, because a while ago, a couple months ago, uh, Danny Trejo actually actually leaked that he was going to be doing this. Now, what, did uh, they let him leak it, though? No, no, because he put it on his Facebook um, a uh -oh. picture of him in a motion capture uh, suit and said, I'm in the studio with Sam Michelle Geller, Michael Rooker, <laughs> and Robert England working oh. on a new Call of Duty map. Oh. Uh, Trejo right outside your map. house. What's that? Trejo was right outside your house in that loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to kick your it's ass. Like you're talking about me, eh, S.A.? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he leaked it, and then and then he pulled it off his Facebook like right away. Oh, yeah, that's like, how you could cool. tell he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, he's an actor. I'm sure he doesn't realize sometimes the whole you know NDA <laughs> element. Um, but... Calling actor stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just maybe too excited about it. I well, mean, hell, like... I'd be excited if I was going to be like you know. Kicking Romero's ass. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I guess that's actually Romero's voice. I. I. It's been. I never heard him talk. It you know, it's just one of those guys you just see. 
Yeah. Never really hear him talk. Is this, is he one of those directors that puts himself in each of his movies? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. I don't think he does. So I do remember seeing the original Dawn of the Dead, Night or Night of Living Dead, sorry. And uh, I don't remember seeing him in there. Just all those bad actors. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you did you see the original Dawn of the Dead too? Uh, no, I actually saw the remake, so that doesn't count. <laughs> Yeah, God, that movie was so bad. It wasn't terrible, but it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a zombie movie. What do you expect? Uh, I'll put it out there that it was my favorite Zack Schneider movie. I'll say yeah, that. Okay. That's not saying That's much. That's fair. Well, there That's you go. That much. Did you see? Uh, did you see? The, what's the one with the little girlies that happened recently? Uh, Sucker Punch. Oh, no. oh, Sucker Punch. I heard that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Probably not enough slow mo in it for him. I wouldn't even mind the slow mo so much if he didn't like speed up the film to like three times faster right after that just to give it oh yeah. that, that effect's so fucking cool. <laughs> it was fine the first like five times, <laughs> and then not so much later. But he but only I, he used it five times in like five minutes of the movie. Well, three hundred was minutes. the worst, but three hundred like was the most extreme, you know, style wise. So. I kind of gave it a pass at the time. Wasn't Frank Miller involved directly in that? Yeah, too? but Frank Miller's kind of a douche, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's, wow. No, like, have you seen that? There's a webcomic where it's him being interviewed by some, somebody, and all he can say, it's like Tourette's, is horse, 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 horse. Like, he, <laughs> he always has women in the worst possible um, characterization. In all his novels, either they're whores, I can they're see abused, that, yeah. or they're murdered, or you know, like none of them are really strong. He'll he'll lie, like in Sin City, he'll be like, oh, well, it's Prostitute City or whatever, you know, that section of the city was, but they're empowered and stuff. It's like no, they're but they're prostitutes. They're well, that's what that's what seemed like happened with Sunker Punch too. Exactly, borrowed that same argument where oh, they're they're empowering themselves because they're slaying dragons right. or whatever. Right, but it's in her head, which is yeah, even exactly. more embarrassing because it's like she's not actually doing anything; she's just living these crazy illusions like in her brain while everyone else is like, well, it's like he's, raping he's trying her to pass something. it off. The Snyder's trying to pass it off as not sexist, but like then he has these women envisioning themselves as like sex objects and being abused by these pimps and shit like that. It's like, you're not, you're not fooling anybody, man. Right. But he's, <laughs> he's, it's catering to that kind of crowd that wants to see those movies. Like if they ever made a game, they would probably have to maybe ease up on certain elements. Otherwise somebody would scream bloody murder because <laughs> it seems a lot harder to have that stuff fly. I mean, even a minor sex scene where you don't see anything <laughs> usually causes, I don't know, Fox news or somebody to freak out. So having people being abused or, or women violated or whatever definitely wouldn't did, be. Did, did Fox freak out about the first Mass Effect or was it the second one? No, it was the first one. Was it the yeah. first one? I couldn't remember. Yeah. What's funny is, um, you know, after playing Dragon Age 2, I've gone back and, and have been attempting to play Dragon Age Origins. And <laughs> this is so disturbing. There's a sex scene in that one, right? And it's actually more embarrassing because, you know, since they're camping when you're having sex, like it's out in the open. <laughs> like you have a campfire behind <laughs> you while you're doing it. It just looks terrible. But There's some bear wander up on your ass. Right. <laughs> when you don't you don't actually see anything, right? It's just like the Mass Effect thing where like everything's kind of I wouldn't say tastefully necessarily, but it's tactfully hidden. 
but right. that's not with, enough with for special fans. camera angles and stuff. Exactly, like exactly. Cover Shadows. Movies. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't enough for the fans apparently, because um, Dragon Age Origins had some like mod tools or whatever, and it went so far as to actually let you add in animations and scenes and stuff if you really worked your ass off to put those in there. Um, and some people made additional like enhanced sex scenes. <laughs> what are we talking here? Are we talking <laughs> penetration scenes? You don't, okay, you don't see that. Shots. But the motions are like, whoa. Like, there's this one. Okay. This is you the, installed these mods? No. This is one of those YouTube videos I wish I could. EG. No, no, no. This is one of those Did you install like, these? No. I, I wish I could have unseen this, honestly, because it looks fucking weird, first of all, because it's, like, these really awkwardly animated people. But, like, people are, like, I guess they must have thought, this doesn't really look like people having sex or something, because one of them has an additional couple of shots where, like, if you're a girl character, like, the guy character is, like, doing, like, a thrusting motion, and which was never present in the Bioware one. <laughs> and then in this other one that's more, like, for a guy character romancing somebody, like, he's showing, like, oh, some, somebody's head is in between someone's legs, and then another <laughs> stuff. Wow. And I was like, wait, like, I almost felt embarrassed. Like, this is on YouTube, and nothing technically is shown, but... The way that they're arranging these angles and things like seem way more crazy. Like if somebody, and you know this could happen, if somebody sent those links to like Fox or like some conservative uh, women's family or mother's group or something like that right. and said, oh, look what this game is doing. You know they're not going to really check their sources. They're going to assume this is in-game. Like, oh, of course. Officially. Oh. You should, just send it, you should just, like, go around Fox, just send it straight to Jack Thompson. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, they, would, they wouldn't they would just say, like, oh, we're wrong, this is a mod or whatever. They'd probably add on top of that, thanks to Jack Thompson and, um, you know, that hot coffee mod and stuff, and probably say, like, right. well, the fact that this can be in the game is... Uh, is a major deal. Well, but, that's like saying that you shouldn't make any movies because there could be, you know, babies getting murdered and exactly. thrown off cliffs and shit like that. <laughs> well, that's very disturbing, Colin. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly it. I mean, like, you, I mean, if you, if you, every, every, you know, every medium has its capability of doing stuff like that, and that's why I don't really understand why, you know, video games catch this rap. I know it's just because it's a new, uh, you know, it's a relatively new medium. I mean, film went through the same thing. Radio went through the same thing. I don't recall there being any radio. Well, okay. <laughs> well, think about, yeah, think about yeah. like Orson Welles with uh, the uh, the um, uh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, yeah. The World yeah. World cast. I mean, think of the uproar that called. Right. Called. That's true. But yeah. So um, what? How did we even get? To yeah, I don't remember now. I don't know, but I hope a listener takes it takes it uh, upon themselves to insert some dead babies being thrown off cliffs oh. into Dragon Age. No, 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 no. You got to go around. Killed women are being thrown off cliffs. No, no, you said. <laughs> no, no, no. I said babies being killed, women thrown off cliffs. It sounded like you said babies being killed and then thrown off the cliff. This oh, is a good time to like have a rewind sound and then replay it, <laughs> and then that'll settle it. I think it's a good time for a segue. I think. Yes. Yeah. What about uh, Mass Effect? I think we mentioned that. Yeah, so. Mass Effect. Okay, so I'm sure there'll be a sex scene in Mass Effect Three. <laughs> That's probably a given, but. It, it looks like 
they keep downplaying it actually in every subsequent game. Like Dragon Age Two, the romance scenes a lot more like brief. Like they do the fade to black thing, <laughs> like they would do in like a PG thirteen movie or something. Um, and Mass Effect Two, I don't really remember very much, with the exception of the Jack character. There's not a whole lot that happens. Like with the, if you're a girl character and you try to do it with Garrus, like you just bump heads because apparently you can't physically touch or some weird reaction happens. Right. So, so <laughs> they're like, which is kind of funny and sad at the same time. Um, but yeah, so they kind of are curtailing that a little bit. But who knows? Maybe they'll go full blown crazy in the third one. I don't know. I got nothing to lose. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I right. just, you know. You didn't think that something drastic like that needs to happen. Well, it I, has happened. <laughs> well, I mean, so, I mean, something really drastic. I don't mean like you know, hot coffee. You know, hot coffee would have been drastic, but it was hidden. You know, right. And then you know, by hiding it, they've you know, Rockstar obviously felt that you know, well, we need to hide this. Well, you know, it also kinda... probably was a slight bit of laziness on their part, just because they didn't want to. It would have taken effort to correctly take that out of the game you can't just delete it like they probably would have had to have gone through and test and stuff and make sure that removing those elements didn't break other parts of the game so obviously it's easier just to like hide that rather than to um go through the that effort i think um but yeah but for mass effect um there actually is some breaking news for that not breaking really but uh, they, yeah. They've delayed uh, Mass Effect Three, unfortunately, to and the uh, and the Old Republic. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so Mass Effect Three has been delayed to I think the first quarter of next year. So yeah, really, twenty twelve. Which sucks. It was supposed <laughs> to come out what uh, November, I guess, of this year. Yeah, it so came they out around that Christmas rush time, I think. Right. So they push it to at least first quarter who knows but i'm not that mad about it in retrospect because if that if they're doing it because they want to uh add more sex scenes <laughs> they're probably gonna get the writers from dragon age 2 and moving them over the mass effect no <laughs> they, they need to stay the fuck away far away um, no, if they if they need to improve it or add more or whatever or do that multiplayer that everyone's rumoring um Ooh. then i'm I'm happy that they spend the extra time instead of releasing it early and it's sucking. Which is yeah. what happened with Dragon Age 2. Like, they had to... Probably EA was forcing them to get this shit out fast. And um, it only took, what, a year? And you can tell, because the content sucks. Well, EJ, you say this, but how many times have you played through Dragon Age 2? Well, but this is what I'm talking about. The story sucks, which is really kind of the depressing element of it. But the dialogue is fun. So, I I like to replace certain parts, just to see like how the characters will react. Because the one thing they did do right, I think as I said before, is um, there's a lot more different ways that d- dialogues can go now, and you can actually, from for example, saying wise ass things enough times, or aggressive things, or you know, really nicey nice things too many times, it actually adjusts how the overall attitude of your character is. So, like, if I was being a wise-ass the whole time, and then I have a romance scene, then they'll say some kind of quip or something at the end, as opposed to if I was just playing it straight, and they just say whatever, you know, the goody-two-shoes line is, which I didn't notice. And I was like, oh, the second time around when I was screwing around, they actually said different things. So, if they apply that element to Mass Effect 3, that would be pretty cool. 
like you be wise ass enough with Shepard and maybe you unlock a bunch of funny new shit that he or she says or you know something like that but um, yeah so they're they're uh, rumoring all this uh, multiplayer stuff like oh we might add multiplayer which is what everyone's assuming is the hold up I don't know if that's right. true be nice if it was a hold up well, I I'd rather it be a hold up for like the overall story itself because the multiplayer you know, it's kind of a throwaway most of the time for these um well, That's just that's just what I was going to ask. I mean, do you think that there's too much focus on multiplayer nowadays, not just in Mass Effect, but I mean in all games? Well, like Uncharted 2 had multiplayer and it's great, but I it's not as long-term of a multiplayer choice for me as, I don't know, Call of Duty or whatever, that's more heavily, like, that's its main point. And, and in that case, the single player is, like, a secondary thing to them, you know? Like, for Uncharted, people will get it for the story. Everything else is as a bonus. And I think it's the same thing with Mass Effect. Like, you're not getting it for multiplayer. Like, who knows how that... Like, there's Dead Space 2 multiplayer, but I think people are getting it for the, the single player. Well, then why would they... I, I don't understand why a company would waste their time making a, you know, kind of a throwaway multiplayer mode. Why would you invest that money when you could probably just invest, you know, more of your time and energy and, make, you know, improve, adding to the story, maybe? Well, I, th I think it's, it's, it's starting to become a standard, like a weird standard. Like, if all of your uh, video game brethren or competitors are all adding multiplayer elements and you're still the only game that's single-player... Other people, if they're in the store and they're looking at the little uh, bullet points on the back of the box, may say, well, I'm going to get more value out of this game because it has a whole bunch of shit rather than this game that just has the single player, you know? Right. I guess I, guess I feel a little different because I'd rather a game have one really awesome mode, you know, like if it was just single player or just multiplayer rather than, you know, kind of splitting it in half. Right. No, I, I, I agree. It's just that, I, I guess as a business, they have to examine these sort of things. And, right, uh, and on the other, the other end of the spectrum, uh, THQ and uh, Chaos Studios, when they put out Homefront, that, that uh, campaign is so short. It's painfully short. Yeah, and they were banking on their multiplayer, and I don't think it. I mean, I I know it didn't pay off for them because they didn't sell what they needed to sell. Yeah, well, they didn't, it didn't seem like they were trying to sell the multiplayer mode at all. I mean, all I ever saw was like, you know, kind of it looked like the campaign mode where they're emphasizing, you know, North Korea invades the United States. And I never saw anything true. about the multiplayer. True, that that is true. When they were, that's true. When they were marketing it. It's all like the story's going to be fantastic, story's going to be fantastic. Then when they got Backlash, and I think their Metacritic score was like 70 for the game, which is, you know, decent, but it should not be that low. I mean, it should. They did earn that. But um, then kind of they came back with, well, we spent so much time doing our multiplayer, and you're going to be playing this forever, and it's going to take you so long to unlock these trophies and these achievements in here. And kind of, kind of doubling down with the multiplayer after the fact. And uh, I mean, I was the biggest defender of Homefront when it came out, just because I wanted it to be good, because I was sold on the story. But really, there's just not enough there, and they they really put more effort into the multiplayer. Yeah, I, I've heard that. Uh, I guess the multiplayer it has some kind of unique modes that maybe other war-based multiplayers don't uh, don't have, but it doesn't seem like enough. Like, it wasn't enough. And it, they were pushing that, um, you know, to stand apart from Call of Duty and Battlefield and stuff, the whole, 
surreal alternate timeline Korean war thing. And right, I can, which I, I have to admit I had a major hard on for, <laughs> and uh, it just it just it, it let me down in the end. Yeah, because it, it feels like they had that as their big wall, and as soon as you went past that wall to see what it was inside, <laughs> it's just right. nothing really in there. They're like, oh, we have this great premise. It's an awesome premise, and everyone's on on board. Now, what do we do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's have Let's Korean guys really that were shooting. Wasn't, wasn't the game's big selling point? It was written by the guy who wrote... Um, yeah, John uh, Millions. What was the name of the movie with... Apocalypse Now and Red Dawn. He did yeah, Red Dawn is the one I'm thinking. It seems like it's just kind of... You know, I know they're remaking Red Dawn right now, actually. And they're making it... You know, instead of having the Soviet Union, they're having the Chinese invade, I think. So, I mean, it just seems like, you know, he's just kind of like trying to feed off this and... Well, actually, yeah, the Red Dawn uh, movie, I believe, has been in the can for a while. And they've been sitting on it because they are in the process of changing it. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they are changing it to China. And it originally... I remember seeing an ad for it. It was like, it was, you know, it said Red Dawn and had the big red star and it had, you know, the, I can't remember what it said in the star. But, I mean, it was obviously a Chinese character. That's yeah. the thing. It's like they're trying to sell it as like, you know... The, the the successor to the Soviets, I guess. Right. right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was it was a shame. Like it, it seemed like they were really on the path to being a successful potential franchise, <laughs> and now I don't think they have really any future whatsoever. <laughs> so um, plus they got in trouble for knocking all those. Uh, balloons into San Francisco's waters <laughs> during GDC. So that didn't help. That. What's that about? They they had this massive. I mean, you probably knew they had this massive campaign to just get yeah. home front on on everything, so that uh, you would have to think about it all the time. So at GDC, they had like a home front taco truck, and with <laughs> you know the Korean fusion tacos. And, Ew. Yeah. Did you put kimchi on it? Yeah, they're. I like those fusion tacos. They're pretty good. But regardless, like <laughs> they wanted, you know, that to be, be on everybody's minds. So they had a lot of posters, a lot, a lot of freebie stuff, and at one point they released a bunch of like home. I think it was something like homefront themed balloons into like the bay or something. And that yes. oh, that was the worst possible thing you could have done because what were they thinking? Yeah, yeah. Let's put uh, non biodegradable balloons into the waters of a city that is very into the environment <laughs> and conservation and whatnot, and see how they react. They're gonna love it, right? <laughs> right. I take it they're not from around the Bay Area. Oh no, <laughs> idiots! How does that make you feel being from the Bay Area? I think it's stupid. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> scream bloody murder, but I can understand if it was a shitload of balloons, it's probably not going to help the ecosystem over there. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a pain in the ass for somebody to try to track down all those balloons and get them out of the water, I bet. Um, okay, I did. I, I was doing a little Googling right now and, and shooting, and apparently, yes, <laughs> that Google thing that all the kids are talking about. I think you said Googling. No, no, no. Uh, and so they filmed uh, Red Dawn in 2009. They wrapped it, and uh, huh. it was Chinese, and they're actually changing it to North Koreans now. <laughs> what? Yes. Are they going to CG in, like, all the Chinese stuff to Korean uh, stuff? I or? don't even know. I mean... 
Are they going to be like, people can't tell the difference. We don't need to switch actors. What the... Oh, God. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> and we'll fix it in post. Right? Yes, we'll fix the ethnicity in post. <laughs> God. Probably the easiest thing to I do. could think of a bunch of terrible things with that, but I'm not going to say it. Um, yeah, so th- there's all of that. And uh, getting back to Mass Effect. So that's delayed. Whatever. Uh, Star Wars Old Republic, not necessarily be- been delayed, because I'm not sure if they gave us, to begin with, a uh, time when they were going to release it. But now they're saying sometime before next March. So that could mean that could still go past March. We don't, <laughs> we don't know. And makes you wonder what is making them take longer. Maybe they're running into problems, considering that it's going to be an MMO. Maybe there's... I mean, because Bioware hasn't made an MMO before. So this could be some stuff that they're not familiar with that they're just bumping into now. Yeah. Um, I don't want to sound like a killjoy, but I mean, I can't imagine even considering making an MMO (laughs) right now. I mean, WoW is as popular as ever. Right. Well, the other... I mean, I used to play WoW, and, you know, it's gotten kind of, eh, lately. Stale. Stale. Well, it's a long story. I won't go well, into it right now. But, I mean, it's it's just impossible to stop that juggernaut now, I think. You just got to, I think the company should just wait it out. You know, it'll, it'll die eventually. I mean, I think that wasting money on a project that's probably ultimately not going to be profitable is kind of the wrong way to go. Mm, if, it, if it wasn't Star Wars, I would agree with you. But... She thinks they're going to bank on uh, galaxies. Oh no no no! They're not banking on galaxies. They're just banking on Star Wars. <laughs> really? Because I've noticed. Okay, I didn't really play galaxies, but I basically knew about most of the elements. And uh, you know, one thing that I thought was a little too high maintenance for galaxies was that they had so many job or class systems. Like you could be like a dancer or like a mechanic or stuff that doesn't even sound like a. Uh, a, a video game class it sounds like somebody's <laughs> actual job, you know, like a medic. Well, medic or medics, but like in really boring ways. Like here, I'm going to make some blueprints to make a, a ship. Stock boy. Yeah, like it doesn't sound interesting at all. Like maybe that's going to be a stock boy in Mos Eisley or something. Like yeah, that. And then you would plumber <laughs> promote yourself to electri- like imperial electrician. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, so it didn't seem that interesting from somebody that wasn't already like a hardcore MMO like a gamer but this one has heavily simplified a lot of those elements so that um, now it's um, what's it like something like four or five classes per faction so you got the light side of course and then you got the dark side and light side is what like trooper um, smuggler which doesn't make sense and I'll get into that in a minute um, and two different Jedi classes which I think is um, one's more like aggressive uh, physical and the other is more like you know like a mage like a black mage kind of thing and then you got the same thing on the other side but instead of a smuggler it's a bounty hunter and um, instead of the trooper it's like some kind of sith operative or something like that and then you have the same sith like really aggressive guy and the more like force wieldy one and uh, that feels a lot more um, tangible I don't know the right word would be it, it for a lot of general gamers, it feels a lot more approachable. Than well, like, that's that's the other big effect that WoW has had. They really, you know, in the past where you, people could like play. And I never played Final Fantasy XI, but you could choose like 
you could switch classes if you wanted on the same character, right? Yeah. Well, yes. I've so I mean, uh, so I mean, it's another thing that that's another thing that the wilds change. I mean, when you make your character, you choose a class, and you are that class. Yeah, you don't get to you don't get to yeah. change it, right? No, you don't get to change it unless well, you pay like unless you pay twenty dollars in a Kotex pocket, but you know. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, that's <laughs> that's actually what I loved about Eleven, though. Like, you could basically, if you went through the effort with one character. You could be any class you wanted. You could be Blue Mage, you could be Red Mage, you could be fucking Beastmaster, whatever. And they did that sub-job where it's like you'd have that main job, Blue Mage, Warrior, whatever. And then your sub-job, which would be one of the other classes, but half the level. So you'd always be able to have some additional skills that that main class wouldn't have. So that was really, that was always desirable to me. That's probably why I stayed in the game so long, because... You have so many possibilities for mixing and matching that like something like WoW never had because I didn't want to have to start a new character that was totally different, had all different gear and shit. That was always my main gripe with that game, I think. Yeah. And I don't know with uh, Old Republic if it's going to be the same. It sounds, at least to me, somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, um, that... If you start with a certain character, you use that character. I don't think you can switch uh, the way that you could in like Final Fantasy XI. Well, that's usually what happens when you have such a small number. You said there's only five classes per faction, yeah. so yeah. If, if there's going to be that few, it's probably going to be something where you know, if you, when you make your character, it's hard set class. They're going to apparently like it, it splits. Like when you level up your character up to a certain point where it can kind of promote itself to something slightly better or more advanced. I think you'll get get options like if you want to be a more aggressive smuggler or if you want to be a more defensive one where you can actually do the skill tree that has um, healing abilities. Like, you know, oh, I'm throwing a med pack at my team or something so that you could be a bit more of a support class as opposed to like, um, I don't know, like a ranger kind of class. Yeah. So that is kind of the way that they're going to branch out. So it's like maybe an amalgamation kind of of 11 and WoW. Just because well, WoW, WoW has that capability too. I mean, but does you, it? If, yeah, if you have some, if, you know, like hybrid, like take a hybrid class like the the druid. So I mean, they could be they could be a magic user, they could be a physical user, they could be a healing user. And but that's is all that one for class. all? Is that for all classes though, or just the druid? No, it's just the hybrid one. So it'd be something like you know, paladins are like that, shamans are like that, druids are like that. Right. It sounds yeah. like Old Republic might have a certain degree of freedom with every class. I mean, unless I end up being wrong later. But just from this preliminary info, like, they're trying to provide that skill tree adjustment so that if you want to shift your character kind of in a different direction, you still can. But ultimately, like, I don't think you're going to be that much different from anybody else that's also, like, a smuggler or Jedi or whatever. Um, So why do you think smugglers shouldn't be on the light side? (laughs) Okay, not every... This is what my nerd rage thing that happened. Yes, get into it. (laughs) Yeah, go on, go, go for it. Not every smuggler's a good guy. Not every smuggler's Han Solo. (laughs) You know, Han Solo was a good guy to begin with. Here's here's the... Huh? Han shot first. He wasn't always a good guy either. Right, but he was never fully bad. He wasn't like a douchebag murderer or something, you know? He, he stole, but it was, you know, never super harmful to anybody. But what I'm saying is, you would think, ironically, a bounty hunter ought to be a good guy because they're often, like, upholding a law or something. And the smuggler should actually be on the dark side. But no, because Han Solo's so popular, and I know this has to be the reason, 
they put Smuggler on the blue side and Bounty Hunter on the red. It and, could just be that, you know, Han Solo worked with Skywalker and all them, and Boba Fett worked with a... Uh, right, and if they're know, going the, to do, like, what I'm assuming they do in WoW and not let you associate with the other faction, then I guess it's forcing smugglers to be on that side, you know? Yeah. Which is stupid, because my boyfriend wants to be a Sith, and I want to be a smuggler, and I don't know how the fuck that's going to work. <laughs> Are they going to not have, you know, cross-faction communication? And so I don't want to be a bounty hunter. I don't want to be a stupid Sith operative, or whatever they're called. I want to be a fucking scoundrel, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be awesome. You just want to be Harrison Ford. No! Well, <laughs> uh, don't don't get her started on Harrison Ford. I know all about that. Well, he was he was better in Blade Runner. Anyway. Did, did I tell you I actually end up, with the exception of Bioware games, I usually end up playing guy characters in everything. No. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> and for MMOs, I was I was a, a male Elven for was it six or seven years in Final Fantasy XI, <laughs> and the reason why I picked a guy was because. I thought if I'm going to be looking at that ass for that's exactly the logic that years. most that, that's exactly the same logic that most guys use, and it's such <laughs> a joke. But it's true. Like I would rather be looking at a handsome dude that I'm controlling for for however long it takes for me <laughs> to play this game. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I I picked uh, Lilith in Borderlands, so. Well, I did pick Lilith, but that's because I thought her. She had the best was... ass. You're right. <laughs> See, it's first. That's a first-person game, though. You don't see any ass. Okay. There's no. Ass. Is it one of those games where you look down and see your legs? Maybe she no. has good legs. <laughs> that sounds like Duke Nukem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because you can pee on stuff. So actually, I think Duke Nukem does do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> I, I could care less about that game. You know. You know what's funny is uh, I think there's a misconception about the Duke Nukem game, like. Remember way back when, when Duke Nukem was, quote-unquote, like, cool, and people really liked it and stuff? Like, yeah. I, th I think they're still thinking that all those fans still exist in the same capacity today. But if anything, whenever I ask people about Duke Nukem, they're like, yeah, it looks all right. I don't know if I'm going to get it. Like, there's not the same demand for it as before, and people don't actually tend, from me asking them, they don't tend to think that he's actually funny. It's like, oh, that's, I guess, the Duke Nukem kind of humor. Like, He's just kind of a caricature of himself. Yeah, and I don't know. Well, I mean, and maybe his you know, his audience matured. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Well, it seemed like the audience for that was always kind of college-age guys. You know, even back then I realized that some kids my age played it, but, I mean, right. it always seemed like teenagers or, you know, guys in their early 20s played that. Yeah, so now they have the whole thing where, like, they're adding all these shock elements, like, where you, you could pee on people or something, and then there's the, the capture the babe. Yeah, it's the bitch slapping thing. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, when you see all these things together, some people are like, well, you're trying awfully hard, Duke Nukem. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I really need to play you that much. That's pretty much what I was saying to that whole bitch slapping thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know... People were getting up in arms about, oh, it's a, it's abusing women. I'm like, yeah, it's abusing women, but I mean, it's just trying too hard. It's trying to get that reaction out of you. Well, that like, that's that's more of a crime. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, back back in the day, like there weren't, I mean, there still were first person games, but they were different. Like they weren't as honed and as actually 3D based as they are now. And now we're like flooded. There's like a glut of first person games. 
So having Duke Nukem exist today is a lot different than when he was, you know, when you played Duke Nukem 3D back in the day, and there weren't as many good first-person shooters. And that was a good shooter for the time. But it's right. like now they got to, you know, really work their ass off to, to stand out from the crowd, and I don't think they're going to do that. I think first-person has its uses. I mean, I have to mention Mirror's Edge because that's, a, that's, that's one of those times when they use the perspective to their to their benefit. Oh yeah, yeah. I hope I hope they make another game because I mean, it, the idea was there. I mean, it's, it was just like kind of a proof of concept. They missed the mark a little bit. Well, they've been very quiet. Uh, was it EA about? Um... It was Dice. I heard it, I heard something from Dice a couple months ago that you know there was a rumor going around where EA said no, we're not going to fund this. But then some guy at Dice said we never you know they never said that to us. They yeah, weren't they, they weren't explicitly saying they're going to make one. But they weren't the, ruling it out. Exactly, exactly. And um, actually, if you've heard of Brink, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brink, uh, from what I've been looking at, it seems like they've dialed it back maybe since the initial teaser um, video. But it feels like they were trying to do a combination of like Mirror's Edge and like Team Fortress and like <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> because um, they have all these different elements that, uh, you know, you can climb up things you can kind of interact with the environment the way that you can't usually do with those other games. So right. it felt like that's the mirror's edge element that they took ideas from. And they're mixing it with the whole class kind of system that TF2 has, which is pretty cool. And then obviously it's it's cartoony, but it's still more realistic. So then you still have the more traditional kind of first person element. I, I, I'm going to be very curious. I'm going to follow that and see how it is when the reviews come out because that could be something to jump onto like if you're a tf2 fan i think not anymore <laughs> yeah i know uh, ga- <laughs> hats aside and <laughs> it's not even the hats thing it's just no, yeah whatever never mind <laughs> yeah. no go ahead get into it why, no why no no you... we, we talked about this before <laughs> we talked about this two weeks ago actually it's, it's a death trap once you yeah. start down i think it's a, more of a death trap for me but but it yeah. gets into it herself uh, too i think uh, yeah I love TF2, despite its issues, but it has issues now that it didn't have before. Um, Anyway, so that's that. Um, What else has been happening? Oh, here's a a minor thing, but it's still in the epic saga of PSN um, being down by Anonymous. Oh, Uh, let's hope this is resolved by the next podcast. Yeah, I know, right? They're, They're supposed to have PSN up... Last time they said within a week. So I'm assuming at the end of this week, beginning of the next week at the latest. But they announced that they will have this compensation deal for everybody involved, which is everybody, Um, (laughs) (laughs) where they will be providing a free month of PlayStation Plus. And I don't think they've said what the game is, but also a game download. Maybe they'll let you pick a game download of your choice within a certain amount of money. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, instead of some shit game that I won't want. <laughs> right. Um, it could be like Barbie's Pony Adventures. You, uh, you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, EG. Colin, yep. what about you? Uh, I don't have a PS3. Okay. Well, I, I only have a PS3, but I'm not a subscriber to that. But there are games you can already download for free as a subscriber, correct? Right. See, the way that people are going to have to use this to their advantage if they're not PlayStation PlayStation Plus subscribers is they're going to have to grab stuff that is not 
uh, free <laughs> from the right. from PlayStation Plus because anything free usually like when I got Sonic Two or whatever free from PlayStation Plus. You need to be a subscriber to have that work on your system. I, I think uh, as soon as it ends, you have to resubscribe in order to, to be able to like play those or have those games again. Oh, really? It oh, will that's apply. A to, I know. That's a real buzzkill. You will get like extreme discounts, and uh, uh, they also have uh, advanced um, beta for games. You know, like. You'll get advanced um, access to things that you wouldn't, that you'd have to wait for normally. Right. Um, but yeah, usually the, the big draw for me is like the little freebies. There's certain things I think you might keep, like, for example, themes and items and things. I think you, be, you can keep after um, the subscription ends. It does depend. Like, it'll give you a little pop up that'll say whatever the restrictions are for that item when you try to buy it, or not buy it, but like download it. So there may be something that is still worth getting, but it is a little disappointing. For me, it's actually fine because it just extends my PlayStation Plus. But for anybody, like for Adam, uh, you're going to have to be very strategic with what the hell you get during that free month, I guess. Well, so, yeah, you're going to have to come up with a shopping list for me of <laughs> what I should go to town right. and get my discounts. I could, I, could try, I could try that, I guess. So you think it's going to be enough for Sony to recover this, Jen? Uh, they're, God... They, I mean, people will have to use PlayStation Network if they want to play anything online. So it's like they're kind of not giving people a choice. People won't have a choice. They'll have to still use it. It's not like you can put Xbox Live on a PSN or something. <laughs> um, but it will probably hurt sales for a while because if people have to do what I'm going to do and buy the cards, you know, the prepaid cards, that's definitely going to slow down purchasing. Because it's going to take me a while to go to Best Buy, whatever, get up enough cards for a particular thing. You know, it's it's not as fast as before. Anybody intelligent shouldn't be using the credit card on PSN anymore. I don't care how secure they make yeah. their their stuff. I mean, you know, uh, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, I'm not going to be fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Thank well you, Mr. George. President. Right? Isn't that what he Thank said? Thank you, Mr. Yeah, yeah that's no. exactly what he but said. I, but anyway, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so I, I think, uh, I think that's going to really hurt them in the long run. I think in terms of games, obviously it's not going to hurt because people like, it's not going to prevent me from getting uncharted or something, but, uh, in terms of like digital sales, I think there's going to be some ouchies for a while. Um, yeah. I, I wonder even, I wonder if, you know, Xbox, the 360 doesn't have a, Great selection of games coming up this year, but I wonder if that's going to drive their sales at all. I don't know. I mean, for people like me and Adam that don't have an Xbox. Well, I mean, I wonder if that's going to cause people to buy the 360, and you know, oh. if, they were, if they were waffling. Well, you know, you I know. was I was tempted to buy a 360 anyway, just because there's games they have that I've been dying to play, and I just like they, I don't want to go to a friend's house to play them because they take too long. Like I really want to play Alan Wake, but yeah. I. <laughs> I'm not going to go to, like, my boyfriend, if he gets an Xbox, because his disc tray is currently fucked up, um, and, and gets Alan Wake, I'm not going to just be going there. Like, I'm going to want to play it a lot <laughs> in one sitting. And I'm not well, going to go, huh? As, as much of a PS3 fanboy as I am, 
Um, I will tell you right now, EG, it's a good time to buy an Xbox 360 because Amazon has a fantastic sale going on right now. Oh. You can get the uh, the arcade model, which is four gigs, um, two hundred bucks plus a fifty dollar Amazon credit, plus sixteen hundred Microsoft points. What the hell? So wait, so it automatically takes two hundred off? So you're basically getting it for free? No, 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 no. What do you mean? You said two hundred. No, no, the system was two hundred dollars plus a fifty. Oh, for, yeah, for that yeah, two hundred, yeah. you get a fifty dollar credit. I was to like, how is it? You, you got that off. right. I, yeah. I said I, I was listening, you see. Oh, shh. <laughs> Another rewind moment. Yeah. Another. Yes, okay. Yeah, $200 and you get the $50 card. Plus $1,600. But it, it's just like, I I have so limited time with work and everything. Like, I barely have time to really use my PS3. Makes yeah. me... I mean, not that I'm not a gamer. I, I actually am more of, unfortunately, more of a PC gamer than a PS3 one. I spend a ton of time on PC. Unfortunately. I say that's very fortunate. Well, unfortunate in that there's always this weird, not like a reverse stigma. Like, have you noticed PC gamers are always like really uptight and like, oh, we're the best gamers ever. Well, that's just the stereotype. I mean, I have a 360, but I'm not like, you know, in a frat. <laughs> and I don't even like to play Halo that much. And Same I don't like to play... Stars. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, that's the stereotype, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I never really bought into that fanboy stuff. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like the the higher graphical quality for most of the stuff that I play. Like, I'm not gonna play the Bioware games on a console, just because I want to make sure I can knock up all the uh, the graphics as high as possible. Because I played Mass Effect two on the demo on PS3, and it's not bad. It actually looks pretty good. But I know I can make it look a little bit better on the PC. And I think... I don't know if it has, like, the lowest level of anti-aliasing on PS3, but I, if I can get it even smoother on the PC, like, what's... There's no question, really. Well, yeah, I think... I think, I mean, a lot of, a lot of kids gaming today probably don't turn to the PC because they're going to have to keep, you know, upgrading it when Crisis 3 comes out, you know. Right. They say, oh, this is a, you know, it's going to be a PC killer. You're going to have to upgrade. And, you know, you got you got five years at least out of a console. Right. Yeah, speaking of actually years of consoles, um which one of you guys was telling me about that discount that they've got on the the Wii right now? <laughs> right, starting May fifteenth, it goes down to one hundred and fifty bucks for the new bundle. Oh boy! And What's in the bundle again, the new bundle is uh, Mario Kart Wii and oh. a steering wheel instead of uh, Wii Sports. That'd be That's... okay. Figuring yeah. your Mario Kart. I don't know. <laughs> it's still there. I mean, like I said before, there were a couple of good games. There are a lot of good games on the way. I love Mario Galaxy, and as far as Zelda, I'm not really that big of a Zelda fan. But Twilight Princess was cool. But that was on the GameCube too, wasn't it? Yeah. You yeah. So I guess I didn't really have anything. Yeah, the exact same experience except with Waglin. <laughs> so I mean, it's yeah, Nintendo's stuck in this rut, I think, and they just kind of need to pull themselves out of it. I just don't know. I mean. You're probably going to get a lot of maybe parents or something that don't know any better cashing in on this discount. But anyone that's a normal gamer is not going to go near that because it's like they just announced the Wii 2. <laughs> Why? 
there's there's no reason now to buy the Wii <laughs> at all. Well, I mean, well, like you said before, it's gonna be backwards compatible. So I mean, it's not like all those games are gonna go to waste. Like it's heavily rumored that I mean, obviously until E3, none of this stuff is is proven yet. All these rumors that are floating around, but the the really popular rumor is that it will be backwards compatible. And well, it, they have been in the past, right? Yeah. Um, and, and they sense. almost kind of have to because they've always been the underdog uh, console and they need to provide some kind of perk. Like PS3, some people got miffed because, you know, now they're not fully backwards compatible anymore. I, I, I count myself as one of them because I have the 160 gig model and uh, yeah, yeah, I am a little upset that I can't play any PS2 games on it. Well, the funny thing is I have the, um, the one that came with the Metal Gear 4 bundle which was the very last one to have any kind of backwards compatibility. Was that the 60 gig or 80 gig? Uh, 60. It had software backwards compatibility, not hardware. So that means there's still some games that don't work, but the majority of them do to some extent. Um, but even then, like, I still have a slim PS2. And I have to be honest, like, I haven't really played a lot of PS2 games on it. <laughs> I haven't played a lot of PS2 games in general. I mean, not like I, I won't ever, but... I'm realizing the whole backwards compatibility thing was not quite the crazy game changer at the time that I thought it was going to be. Well, I thought it was with the PS2. I think that's what kind of drove PS2 sales so much. Yeah, with PS2 it was, but PS3 I think the the rift was so wide between like quality-wise between like right. a Blu-ray game and a PS2 game that a lot of people don't really go back to the PS2 Yeah, I take games. your point on that. I take your point on that. But the Wii 2, unless they do some amazing graphics shit, <laughs> it's going to be pretty similar. Well, the way Nintendo's been talking over the past week, you know, they they were saying things like, you know, the graphics game has changed, and it seems like they're kind of regretting kind of going that path where they weren't placing so much of an emphasis on graphics. Yeah, but, it'll it'll be really interesting to see what they do, because... They're going to have to... I mean, are they going to have a Blu-ray drive? Because I don't know if DVD is going to cut anymore. You've seen the 360. Now you got like multiple discs for things, which is annoying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so are they going to have their own discs? Are they going to have like some kind of Blu-ray? What's the graphics going to look like? There's that rumored touchscreen touch uh, control pad, yeah. um, which actually sounds like it's getting less and less family-friendly. I mean, someone made a good point. I was listening to, I think, maybe it was the Joystick podcast or, or the, the other Xbox uh, podcast that they have, where um, they mentioned, oh, if Grandma came over and played on a Wii, it's a little less intimidating than, you know, a PlayStation controller or Xbox controller because it looks kind of like a remote control. So anybody that's n never really played that many games or plays really casual games will be like, oh, I kind of understand this. Move it around, whatever. But this touchscreen controller, like a controller with a touchscreen on it, like that starts getting into a realm of you hand this to somebody and see them get confused. You know, they're, they're, not, um, they're not perhaps going to be as simplistic as they were before if they, if they go ahead with making this system so amazing as they claim it's going to be. I think that it's almost a kind of a you know, out of character for Nintendo to kind of start catering to the hardcore crowd right now, because I understand you know they have fans who like you know or the old school Zelda, you know Mario fans like that who aren't necessarily hardcore, but I mean they're more they're more in tune with gaming culture I guess mm -hmm. you understand, 
but I mean, um, you know, to have them start, you know, worrying about graphics and worrying about how they're how you know how they're being portrayed more to a hardcore crowd, it seems like it's such a turnaround. It's kind of antithetical what they've been doing the past couple of years. Well, at the same time, they they allowed themselves, you know, when they put out the Wii, what is it, 480? 480 resolution on that? And oh, yeah. <laughs> they gave Damn. themselves plenty of room to grow, you know. So you they know, if you... Um, you can... You can... Sorry. You can play those games. If you somehow acquire an emulator, you can play Wii games full resolution. Like, there's no reason... Like, they could make, they could have, I don't know if they could have adjusted the Wii to be HD. It's not like you'd have to get brand new games. It's already possible for those games to look crisper than the 480 resolution. <laughs> they just never did it. Yeah. So, Why is but, that? You know, but they, but they <laughs> outsold uh, PS3 and Xbox with, with this 480 console. You know. Yeah, but they can only so, do that for so long. Like, if you noticed, they they I'm sure they still sell Wii's, but it's nowhere near the numbers that they used to. And if anything, the numbers are starting to shift because PS3 is getting really strong with their IPs. Same thing with 360. Like it was a Gears of War. Everybody's playing that beta. Um, but the Wii has always remained kind of stagnant. And even you know that Skyward Sword Zelda game that's going to come yeah. out. People are very lukewarm about it. I mean, not that they think it's going to be bad. It's probably going to be a good game. But it's so similar in feel to, like, Twilight Princess and stuff. Like, movement-wise, and, oh, you got the adult Link again. Mm, okay. That it doesn't feel that fresh. And even at a certain point, Mario Galaxy 2, I don't remember hearing a lot of people talking about. Because it's really just an extension of one. That game was so insanely difficult. <laughs> That's I mean, what sure. really killed it for me. I love the first Mario game. It's one of my, I think I went over this last time in the last podcast I was in. That it's one of my favorite games of the past 10 years. And they totally ruined it by making, you know, they catered too much to the hardcore crowd. I think with the, the second Mario Galaxy, some of the levels are just so insanely difficult. But it shows that, like, Nintendo has this very difficult job of trying to appeal to, like, the entire family. Whereas Sony and three, uh, Xbox, they just, they don't care. Xbox, Microsoft, yeah. Um, they don't feel that need. They know they can get the numbers just appealing to this older game crowd. But Nintendo's always kind of sucked off of the, the, the kids. Wait, that sounds really Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that also sounds pretty fun. Sucked off the kids. No, like I meant like a vampire. Like you, they're it's getting. Even worse. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, what were you saying? I meant feeding. Okay, I can't really say that either. That's <laughs> not <laughs> shit. Um, profiting. Okay. There you go. Profiting. There you go. But the money's always been with uh, families. It, it hasn't been so much with the hardcore gamer. And it, it's been like that for a long time. I mean, maybe back in the day, they, they were getting hardcore gamers, like in the 16-bit era. But as as the consoles have come and gone, they've getting, been getting progressively more and more like kid-friendly, adult, uh, parent-friendly, whatever. And it actually makes it really difficult for them to sell a lot of games because all those crazy, like... Uh, Gamers with money to spend are often the um, 
the ones playing Call of Duty or whatever, because <laughs> they're finding ways. I, I gotta buy this game. Gotta buy this game. Whereas if you're a family, you're probably being somewhat more conservative with how many games you buy a year. I would assume, you know. I mean, even even Sony and Microsoft trying to break into that that sort of more casual crowd. I mean, look at Connect and Move. And right. I mean, I mean, but Sony's an interesting case because they were pushing Move toward the hardcore crowd too, because like they have like a, a gun peripheral that's you know you can use with Killzone and things like that. Mm-hmm. You didn't really see anything like that with Connect. Yeah, Connect. I mean, that's more of a technology issue. Connect is just a lot more difficult to um, be accurate with. It's not one to one the way that the move is or claims to be. Um, so if you're doing a shooting game, you're probably just always going to be more accurate with a move a controller. I mean, even then, I was hearing people complain that um, with either SOCOM or, or Killzone that use that move controller, it still was more difficult to use than just a controller. Like, you're probably going to get your ass kicked trying to use move. It might be more fun because you'll be more physical with it. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to really beat a level or whatever, you're probably going to opt back in for for the controller. And the Kinect is fun, but a lot of people don't seem to get past that little, like, honeymoon stage with it. Like, you get it originally, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. I'm interacting with stuff on a screen. And it ends up being a lot of minigame stuff. Like, maybe you'll have it for a party. And a lot of people play with it for half hour, an hour or something. Well, that's how the Wii started out. So. Well, right, and, and that brings me back to my point is, like, both of these, Connect and Move, were reactions to the Wii. Yeah. And, you know, they so they, they kind of did have a, a solid lead over the other two. And then also Xbox did the, uh, the avatars that look like Miis. Yeah, yeah. After the Wii. So, and then PlayStation, of course, didn't get it because they made PlayStation Home, which almost nobody uses, <laughs> and they yeah. made all the characters look really ugly and and want to be realistic. I tried it the other day actually, and I was I just realized you know I really don't like the way any of these character faces look, and every time I try to make one, they look but ugly. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go back to playing another game. I'm gonna play Marvel vs. Capcom for a while. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! We gotta talk about Marvel. You guys haven't played Marvel vs. Capcom, have you? Three? Nope. No. Nope. Oh, jeez, what a game! I gotta say, I don't know how people can play online with other people because I, I play constantly with my brother online, and we do voice. It has voice chat like by default if you've got a mic in there, and um, I, I kept talking to him. I was like. You know, as much as I'm swearing at you and at <laughs> all this stuff, I can't imagine having to listen to shit from a total stranger playing a fighting game. Like, that's the worst possible time to hear a stranger. Especially somebody that's probably going to be like, in your face! In your face! You suck! You you know, like, the entire time. Because once you start a battle with somebody, like, that voice option is on, like, until you disconnect. <laughs> you can't no. you can't do anything. They've, they, they're such assholes, because everything with the online mode is very bare bones and I know it's going to be because Capcom loves adding in stuff later for you to pay for. Like if you if you want to do a match with somebody, you can't even change the time limit to infinite. Like it's 60 or 90 seconds all the time. You can't change the time, which is retarded. Like that should be one of the first things you can change. All you can change is the level and that's it. The the, the yeah. level that you fight in. 
So we kept getting, we get timeouts more than anything else, my brother and I, when we play. And it's really frustrating. We, we try to have competitions like, hey, let's see how fast we can actually win. <laughs> and we've done it maybe a handful of times. But, uh, oh God. but Dante, Dante is the best character. I'll just say that real quick. Really? Yes. He's is it awesome. old or new Dante? Huh? Is it old or new Dante? He's a... Uh, I haven't really played the newer Devil May Cry games. I mean, he's got the, the red coat. He's not like... Um, maybe not Devil May Cry 4 Dante. Maybe more like 1 through 3. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have they rebooted yet? Oh, you mean... Oh, so you were asking... That's what I'm saying. I'm asking like the one that looks like, you know, something out of Dark Knight. Emo Kid? Yeah, sort of. No, it's not the emo kid. Yeah. You know, there's this big running theory that um, was it Ninja Theory, right? That does the uh, yeah. that's working on the game. If you've looked at the is he the art director, the guy that's um, always in the development videos for the game looks just like the redesigned Dante. He's a bit older <laughs> and fatter, granted, but wow. he's got the same goddamn haircut. And everyone's like, what an ego trip. This guy obviously has coerced his team to make himself look like Dante. Or to make Dante, Dante look, look like, like himself. Him. Yeah. Maybe he made a fanfic to go along with it, too. Ugh. It's, it, it's <laughs> yeah. not even an appealing-looking Dante. I know people are like, well, you should give him a chance because people were complaining that Devil May Cry was getting stale. So this is their way of, you know. But that's not the way to fix it. See, yeah. people, people, people mix up visuals too much with, you know, having a... I don't think that the you know, yeah man it's so difficult to put into words. No, I mean, I mean it's it's going into extremes. Like oh, okay, instead of a white-haired cool guy, we're gonna have a little kid emo black-haired guy. <laughs> That'll be different. That'll show him. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I mean, you can keep the same look and, and still have it be fresh. That's what I mean. It's more an issue of you know just how you present it. You know, if 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 Sonic hadn't changed his looks over the years but he's still the same gameplay i mean would people be that you know would people feel that different about it or, i mean if, if if they had kept if they had kept the same character design right but, you know made it you know like if sonic adventure had the old character design you think people would complain so much well they kind of made it put themselves in a corner with the the design for devil may cry because they've made it consistently more and more like um combo based like, oh, rack up, like, a million combos while you're still in the air shooting your two revolvers, you know, this demon or something. So, with this new game, I haven't seen any gameplay footage. I've only seen the teaser stuff. I'm really curious to see what the gameplay looks like. Because how, at a certain point, do you revolutionize that action combo kind of gameplay? I mean, Bayonetta apparently is really awesome. I haven't played it. Because um, the hair and half-naked thing element bothered me. <laughs> it's supposed to be satirical, isn't it? I know, I know, but it still it still bothers me. <laughs> I'm not being a prude. It's just like it's weird to me. I, trust me, I've played a lot weirder games. This is something that strikes me the wrong way. Um, but apparently, the gameplay is really fun, and it's still doing a lot of that combo-based action like oh run into the dude and and do like 50 different hits at the same time that are all really different and weird but how far can you take that still you know well did you guys uh, either of you play bullet storm yeah a little bit mm-hmm. i mean that i guess that kind of falls in the same category as duke nukem for me like i i just don't I don't know. I, I don't care for that much of did you play it? humor just just uh 
just maybe like the first level and I really was not into it. You know, I've I've heard um, that people say that was if you played the demo or whatever, that it's deceiving because uh, I actually like the gameplay. I thought, okay, adding the kick and the lasso and stuff is kind of a nice uh, touch to kind of break things up a bit and to kind of make those combos that have, do the crazy, like, oh, you shot him in the dick kind of right. <laughs> kind of thing. Nutsack. <laughs> yeah, nutbagger. Nut you know, like, but I think uh, people were telling me that. Um, Surprisingly, it's it's pretty well written for what it is. Like the jokes are can get really funny later on, and some of the crazy stuff that they say is kind of hilarious in its own way. Like, oh, you shot my dick off. You know, like it's so absurd that it ends but up. But how many how many laughs does that does that variation of that dick joke get? Right. But the um the the thing that puts them apart from Duke Nukem with the writing though is that apparently it does change up a bit. It's not the same kind of weird comments. They kind of try to catch you off guard sometimes with, with their, uh, sophomore sophomore humor. You know, right. I mean, I, if I had a copy of the game just to mess around with, I I would just because I've heard actually good things, and it's surprising me that there's so many good things about it. Like, a lot of game reviewers refer to it, not necessarily as, like, the best game of 2011, but, like, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it did get decent reviews. Mm-hmm. Like, gameplay-wise, is apparently pretty solid. As- aside from, you know, like, maybe glitches that every game experiences at some point. But, um, yeah, a lot of people appreciate how kind of cartoony unusual it is. Because we've had a lot of these realistic sort of shooters... And I think people are slowly getting tired of it. Well, I think just, there's going to be a backlash against these realistic shooters soon. Yeah, or they're going to have to. And then really Bullet Storm's kind of like that, and Duke Nukem's kind of like that. What? Those are the backlashes. Yeah, those are kind of the reactions to all these high, you know, games that try to be hyper realistic, like Black right. Ops and Battlefield and all those. Well, they're also doing it just because they can't look the same. Because when you toss a samey game into the pile. What, what are people going to pick? You have to make something that stands out. And the only reason that um, Battlefield 3 is standing out so much is because it looks so realistic. Like, I think they've raised the bar on um, uh, visually appealing realistic shooters. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I'm not really... It's just me, but I'm not really impressed by realism anymore. If anything, I think I'm more impressed by, you know, games that are visually interesting. That can, you know, they don't necessarily have to be realistic. Right. They just need to have a good style. Right. And I, I don't know. Something got lost along the way, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, it takes it takes more effort. Sometimes it's easier. I mean, not for an artist. I'm sure for an artist it's almost more difficult to make things pseudo-realistic. But um, I think it's easier sometimes to kind of just add on top of what's already there. You know, you have a, a Battlefield Bad Company 2. Well, that did really well. Now let's make things look even more real and with actual, you know, bullet trajectories and, and whatever that people want. Like, getting closer to, to simulating a dude actually getting pushed into Afghanistan or whatever to to go fight for you. Um, but, yeah, you're right. They, there's a shift that's starting to happen. and I hope it's starting to happen. No, it's definitely it's, happening. Because, I mean, I don't mind realistic games. Not my bag, but, I mean, you know, I, I can appreciate them being extremely popular. It's just the way it is now. But, I mean, I just feel like I want something else. I want something that just stands out. And not, right. I don't mean stands out just from 
you know, just from shooters. I want a game that, you know, kind of a completely different style. Well, sometimes I've noticed people try to do the realistic angle because they feel to them that it's more immersive. And some people do respond to that more. Like, say you're playing Battlefield 3 or whatever the next Call of Duty is. And it's very real. And, you know, you got all this real lighting and maybe it's on the move or, or some kind of uh, peripheral that, that really kind of puts you in the action. Like, they're going to be really appeal. Uh, that's going to be really appealing for them as opposed to maybe a more, more cartoony shooter. But everybody's different. Like, uh, maybe something might feel more real to them, like in a Bioware game where the dialogue is very real. Like, maybe somebody really would react that way. So the, everybody's looking for something immersive. So, but what, what that is, is different to everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, it's confusing the crap out of developers because they're like, wait, what the hell do you guys want? Do you want us to just copy this? Because that's selling a million you know, copies. Or uh, we tried something new, but no, no, none of you bought it. <laughs> so what the hell is the deal? You know? <laughs> the most immersive game I've ever played is Bejeweled Blitz. That is so <laughs> lifelike to me. Yeah, when you the got the... Just, the, the... The jewel physics are just amazing. Oh, <laughs> best I've ever seen. To be mm. fair, I've, I've killed a lot of time playing that fucking game. You're um, always on top of the leaderboards. I have to be. It's like some... It, I'm a very competitive person. So even with stupid Facebook leaderboards, I have to make sure I'm <laughs> at the top. If I'm not, then I end up spending an hour playing Bejeweled just to make sure... I don't I think you guys know how many of those... App- I mean... I don't even see that anymore. Like, I thought people just stopped playing them because I hit all of those, you know? Well, I don't send messages. I, I well, they do automatically, I think. No. You have to click did. share on it. You have to click share. Unless, oh, if oh. I get something crazy like 700,000 or whatever, I share it. <laughs> but most of the time, I don't. Well, I'm going to have to dust the game off just to uh, beat whatever score, whatever crazy score you have up now, EG. Yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take years for you to beat that score. Yeah. Well, this week I'm a little low, so it won't be that hard. But uh, I think uh, I think it's about that time. We've exhausted our our video oh, games. But it's been such an exciting week in the in the world outside video games. Yeah. No. No. Maybe we could turn into another political show. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to avoid the politics. <laughs> it's a <laughs> firebomb waiting to happen. Um. But yeah, in terms of games, though, it's been kind of a slow week. Um, I think we got some good mileage out of this, then. Let's, no, yeah. no, we, we, we got some good tangent kind of topics, so True. I think that worked pretty well. But next week, hopefully, we'll get some new stuff. Hopefully, PSN will be back up <laughs> so I can get back to playing online with people other than on the PC. Um, so yeah, until next week... Uh, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like us to read over the air, email us at nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you then, and uh, thanks for listening. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo! Indeed, yeah. drink up. I'm going to drink up. I need it after this semester. <laughs> Adios, amigos. <laughs> That's very racist, isn't it? Bye, everybody. Later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>